Welcome back to another edition of the Wolverine.com podcast. My name is Chris Ballas. With me, Jeff Schiller, M Hoops One on the Wolverine.com message board. And on three, we're running a special right now, a dollar for the year. Great Christmas present. We have had thousands, literally thousands, Jeff, of people migrate over from our old site and new subscribers as well. The message board is the most active by far uh, among the Michigan football communities. You're a big part of it, Jeff. I appreciate it. Jeff used to write for the Michigan Daily. I don't think people knew that about you, Jeff. Uh, take us back to those days. Who were the coaches when you were writing? Johnny Orr was the uh, basketball coach. And one of the assistant coaches was Bill Frieder. And another of the assistant coaches was Jim Dutcher, the father of Brian Dutcher. Um, and uh, football, obviously, Bo, with uh, a bunch of people who went on to be head coaches and uh, Actually, the first football story that I ever wrote for the Daily, the person I interviewed was Jack Harbaugh. Wow, that's fantastic. Someday he's going to know about that. So we're going to tell him and reunite you guys for lunch or something. But I'll say this, Jeff, you missed your calling. You do a heck of a job on our board. He's now a successful lawyer in Chicago. and uh, But Jeff is uh, obviously a Michigan basketball savant, too. And I want to talk about last night's game, Jeff. And First of all, uh, first half, a little clunky. Uh, at the same time, UNLV, Michigan wins 74-61, to 61, covers on two Musa Diabate free throws. If you'd give me those odds in Vegas, uh, I'd have taken 10,000 to 1 against to meet the way we've been shooting free throws. But uh, what a, a, a nice second half, and they're still figuring things out, but Diabate was really the catalyst. And Eli Brooks, who has been fantastic, he was one of my guys that I said before the year when people were talking about scoring and three-point shooting, I said, He's going to be that guy that needs to step it up. He really has. Yeah, Eli Brooks is a classic example of the notion that you can't tell how people are going to be when they first get to college. There are guys who are that good right away. And there are other guys who just are not and need time to develop. And Eli Brooks is one of those guys who has gotten better every year. It's not just that he's shooting the ball better. He actually operates out of ball screens at this point much better than he has in the past. He can play some point. Uh, it's not his highest and best use because he's such a good shooter on catch, catch and shoot. But he's he's somebody who can uh, contribute in a lot of ways, and he's terrific defensively. He really is. And uh, was again last night. Um, I'll tell you what, they had they made some shots, Jeff, that were unbelievable. UNLV did and hadn't been shooting the ball well at all, all year. Uh, their leading scorer, he came in, I think, averaging 16.3% from three-point range and was making them uh, like they were, like there was nobody in front of him, like he was alone in the gym and he was shooting from 20 feet, 19 feet. So, um, but to their credit, I thought they got much better in the second half. I like the adjustments they made. Caleb Houston has got to get better at the wing. They're going to need more from that position. But when you've got guys like Eli Brooks stepping up, uh, Hunter Dickinson, down the stretch. They still need to get him some more touches, Jeff. I think they've gone away from that a little bit. And there are times, and I understand that he's commanding more attention, but there are times that he hasn't been, that they haven't gotten him the ball well enough, Devontae Jones being that guy specifically. But to me, uh, that's where it starts. And I think you're going to see them continue to get better as they get more comfortable with each other. I think that's right. I think, frankly, that uh, Caleb Houston, who is clearly suffering from shooting woes, was substantially better in the second half. Uh, the offense flowed better through him. He got shots up quicker. He's a very underrated passer on a team which needs passers. It's not as um, good a passing team as some we've had in the past. And I think you're going to see Houston do a lot of post entries. 
uh, he had won against, uh, I think it was Prairie View, but uh, where uh, posted uh, through a post entry into uh, Dickinson, who kicked it back to him, waited for Dickinson to repost and uh, turn over and uh, got an easy basket. And that's the kind of thing that uh, Houston sees and can do that a lot of other players can't do instinctively. And he's 6'8", which means he's got the height to do it. So if he becomes the shooter that we all know he could be, I think he's going to be a very good player for Michigan. I do too. And right now he's more of a, needs a little bit of room to shoot, to be honest with you. I, I think his release, when it's lower, his shot's better. And that's the, the same with a lot of people. When he's when it's a little higher, and this will get better as he as he continues, um, he, it seems to rush it a little bit and doesn't have the same form, but he'll get better. The guy's too good a shooter to not be. I've seen already people calling him a bust, which is absurd. Uh, this kid is four games into his Michigan career, three games, really, if you don't count the, uh, the exhibition game, uh, he's going to be just fine. So... Uh, my opinion, um, Musa Diabate was really has really exceeded my expectations. And I get that this kid was a McDonald's All-American, but he was so raw offensively. And to see what he's done, you talk about player development and what he's done down low in the block. Just from what I saw of him in high school to now his post moves and his footwork, you can tell that Juwan Howard's been working with him. Yeah. And one of the things that uh, is going to be an interesting challenge through the year is that as good as Musa was last night, and he was very, very good, he's still better playing the five than he is playing the four. Uh, with he and uh, Hunter out there, they're learning each other and they're learning spacing. But Musa at the five last night, at the five last night, in the minutes that he was out there in the first half, when Hunter was not out there after he picked up his first foul, uh, he's unstoppable inside when he. Uh, when he gets low post position and he's really getting good low post position. Uh, he's going to be a terrific player. He's going to have games where he's going to struggle. I'll be very interested to see how he does tomorrow against Arizona, which is a longer and more athletic team than last night uh, to see whether he finds ways to compensate because last night he simply out athleted everybody on the court and he struggled a little against Seton Hall because he could not athlete everybody on the court. So that's part of the maturity process. But he's going to be great. He's just going to be absolutely great. Yeah, and he's got to obviously improve his shooting. Four of 11 at one point for the year, uh, four of 13 at one point, and then he makes two at the end. Yes. Uh, so now he's yes. six of 13. So did you win some money on those free throws? The betters went wild. <laughs> was not you, though, because I know you're not a better, but that was hilarious watching them. And what a turnout for Michigan and Vegas, right? Uh, on, on a Michigan, on a football weekend, you had a ton of people of Michigan fans at UNLV's home arena. It sounded like a, a home court advantage for Michigan. It did. Out there. It did. Robbie Hubble mentioned that a couple of times, that it was uh, uh, a game that looked like a Michigan home game, which is uh, ridiculous to see. And uh, Juana uh, alluded to it in the postgame comments. Yeah, about how Michigan travels and how good it was to see that. Yeah, and uh, they're going to continue to do that if they continue to win, which we believe will happen. Devontae Jones, uh, it was funny. People were getting on him in the first half when he had five 
points, five rebounds, or five points, five assists, and one turnover in the first 10 minutes, and people were complaining. Now, he gave him something to complain about later, and he's still figuring things out here, Jeff. He gets sped up at times, uh, doesn't see the floor as well, probably, as Mike Smith did at this point. Uh, he uh, took a bad shot, I thought, in the second half where somebody went under a screen, but you still have to know your know the time and the scenario in the game. Uh, I thought it was a quick shot from the top of the key. Sometimes you want to pull it, sometimes you don't. But to me, uh, with his defense, he was a little bit slow, uh, you know, when he was getting beat off the dribble a couple of times, Jeff. But uh, he's got he gets, gets his hands on balls and passing lanes. I think he's going to be okay, and I think it's just a matter of time here. But, uh, again, still has to get comfortable with his new teammates. Yeah, he does good things. Uh, he was, I thought, better in the half court last night in terms of vision and ability to see the floor. Uh, he is an elite rebounder for a point guard. He gets his hand, I mean, he's averaging 10 rebounds a game in the last two games. He gets his hands on a lot of balls. And last night he rediscovered his floater. Right now he's got some, some weaknesses. He does not see the floor well in transition. He had uh, one play in particular that I remember that he had Musa running down the lane for a, a lob dunk, and he decided to take it to the basket and uh, uh, go up for a contested left-handed layup, which did not work out. Right. Uh, he's not a creative ball handler. Uh, Michigan's going to have to be very different in terms of how it breaks pressure than it has been in the past, because unless somehow Frankie Collins turns into somebody who can give you minutes in that kind of situation, um, and he will long-term, but maybe not this year. Uh, there's nobody who is a one-man press break on this team. I know it's early, and you don't want to come to conclusions about people, but that's something you could see. There's nobody that is Xavier Simpson. There's nobody that's Mike Smith. There's nobody that's Derek Walton. There's nobody that's Trey Burke. There's nobody that's Darius Boris. Right. In terms of being able to sit there and say, clear out, I'm going to bring the ball up, I'm going to break pressure. Yeah, and, and we were talking about that this summer, actually, after seeing him at the NBA G League Combine, uh, honestly. In fact, you said he looked more like a two-guard, and I agreed with you that, okay, when people are getting into him, that's not his strength. Uh, they can they can get the ball from him. And there were a couple of times when, okay, that happened. And you're like, okay, this needs to be better. He's going to be facing even better, quicker guards in the Big Ten. So hopefully that comes around. So well, uh, The other thing is, too, I think that there's um, – what it does is it, it slows up the pace. Juwan referred to that after the Seton Hall game, or I guess it was Phil Bartelli referred to it after the Seton Hall game where he said, if you take eight, 10 seconds to get the ball over half court, even if you're not turning it over, that leaves you 20 seconds to run your offense instead of 23 or 24. And when you've got 20 seconds to run your offense, you're going to have a harder time getting the ball to Hunter Dickinson. Right. Because part of what uh, gets Hunter the ball is off-ball action. And if you've got less time to run that, you're going to have less time. to. Now, I thought the other day – mentioned it and uh Michigan seemed to do it in the first half last night um bringing Hunter to the, the midcourt area against pressure getting him the ball and having him turn he's such a good outlet passer and he sees the floor so well that I think we may be able to Michigan may be able to break pressure using Hunter Dickinson that way yeah, I think you're right, and you'll probably see more of that, and you predicted that again last week as well. So if you've missed it, Jeff has our game thoughts on uh, at 3.50 in the morning. Congratulations, man, uh, at your yeah. age. 
I'm not sure if that's a congratulations or any, uh, uh, somebody well, ought to forgive me. I just pre- I just picture your wife like punching you in the side as you're you know to keep you awake as you're. As nah, she was she was she was she's much smarter than I am. She was logging better. <laughs> well, uh, regardless, uh, it, it's great stuff, and you would never know that it was written at three in the morning. So, um, your thoughts on where this team needs to improve the most, Jeff? I really thought that the defense was much better in the second half. I didn't think it was terrible in the first half, to be honest with you. Uh, I thought UNLV made some shots, but there were some breakdowns still where they got some good looks. Uh, is this team going to be able to guard people off the dribble? I think so, but I think part of it may be a little more of a, a shift in focus. There is no Franz Wagner on this team. So there's not somebody who can guard elite wings off the dribble and let everybody stay home. What there is, in addition to Hunter Dickinson, which there wasn't last year, is Musa Diabate. And when he's on the floor, and even Brandon Johns, when he's on the floor at Hunter Dickinson, they have elite rim protectors. And right now, I think part of the problem is that our wigs are overhelping and they don't need to. If you if, if somebody beats somebody off the dribble, Diabate or Dickinson or maybe even Johns is often there to alter shots and create problems at the rim. A lot of the shots that people are getting off the threes, uh, in the Seton Hall game, some of them came from off ball action and people losing people on screens. But last night, it was people penetrating. Uh, Jordan McCabe from UNLV uh, uh, penetrated the second half and kicked out for a wide open three. And I kept thinking, it's Jordan McCabe. If he wants to shoot the ball from four feet over our people, let him do it. Don't let him kick the ball out. And I think that's fixable and that's a film thing. Uh, When you've got younger guys or guys who are new and they're not as used to doing what they're supposed to do in game situations, uh, people cheat and try to help and do things like that. Stay home. But other than that, I think the defense can be very good. I don't think it's, again, there is no Franz Wagner walking through that door. And I don't think people quite understand how good and how game altering Franz Wagner was last year as a defensive player. Yeah. Uh, he, that, that he would, uh, all, you know, we, people joke aside, Daryl Marcel is a very good defensive player, a very good defensive player. Uh, that Franz Wagner wasn't on the all-defensive team and that he wasn't the defensive player of the year at the Big Ten is, is criminal. Yeah. Um, and they don't have that. So there's going to have to be some adjustment, but I think Musa may be part of the adjustment as he grows. Yeah, finally, for uh, Brandon Johns, his game to me, uh, I like it when he cuts and dives. And when Hunter Dickinson gets the ball in the post and Johns is being aggressive to get position or to, to cut for an easy bucket, uh, I don't think he's ever going to be the four that we thought he was going to be, the, the floor stretcher, because I don't think he has the confidence. I think he has the ability. I just don't think he realizes it. And if it's in your head, and trust me, I would know, uh, then you would, uh, then you're just not, it, it is what it is. It's hard to overcome. So, but if he plays like he did last night and gives you some rebounding and, and some good solid defense and crashes the glass, he can certainly be an asset on a team like this. Oh yeah. His, his first shift in the second half last night was by far his best effort of the season. He was all over the place. He blocked a shot. He got a rebound. He cut to the basket. He altered another play. Uh, he had a hustle uh, hustle tip. Uh, he did everything that you need 
from a guy who who is just sort of a glue guy and be all over the floor. And that's what Brandon needs to be. He still needs to shoot when he gets the ball and he has an opportunity to do it, even if it doesn't go in. At some point, you have to make people aware of the threat that that's going to exist. But uh, if Brandon plays the way he did last night, that's a big help. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. Your thoughts real quick on Arizona and how Michigan matches up. Uh, Arizona, I, I watched a fair amount of that game. Arizona is very, very big. They're at Seton Hall level big. They have a 7-1 center. They have a 6-11 power forward. They have basically no small people. They have one guy under 6-4 in the starting rotation, in the, in the playing rotation. And uh, the starting lineup is uh, a 6-6 guy playing two. So they're very big. They're very athletic. They are not very experienced. They have one junior or senior in the entire rotation. And they are uh, prone to making a lot of mistakes. They had 22 turnovers last night. They had 20 offensive rebounds given up against a much smaller team. And they could get sped up. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how, how that works. Uh, what they... The one thing I, uh, they do not have that Seton Hall had is I thought Bryce Aiken, even though he didn't start, was the key to the Seton Hall win. He came in, he hit some shots, he ran the offense, he put uh, Devontae Jones in some uncomfortable positions in terms of guarding off the dribble. Arizona doesn't have that. Their one small guy is a shooter. He's a guy coming off screens. They run their offense. Uh, they don't really have a point guard. And... I think that they're they're susceptible to turnovers and they're susceptible to, to guys like Devontae Jones getting their hands in passing lanes and uh, and uh, being impactful in that regard. Yeah, it'll be fun to watch. He's, and again, it'll be another late one. I guess it starts at midnight. No, 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 no. The the, the championship game starts at nine thirty Eastern, eight thirty Central. Sure, because mgoblue.com says nine uh, Pacific. Uh I. They had announced it last night as 9.30 Eastern. I, I, so You're hoping, uh, man, because uh, for this older guy, that's yeah. tough stuff. So. Older? Are you yeah. kidding? <laughs> I you're, you're extremely young. Thank you, Jeff. I appreciate it. Oh. So, he's Jeff Schiller. I'm Hoops One on the message board. Jeff, we will talk again uh, after the championship game tomorrow. Always appreciate your time. Thanks, Chris.